Welcome to The Extra Pieces. I'm Richard from The Rambling Brick and... I'm Jay from Jay's Brick Blog. Welcome to our little podcast and come and join us while we talk about Lego sets, things happening in the Lego fan community and pieces we've stepped on in the middle of the night. G'day Jay, how are you going? I'm pretty good. It's a... Yeah, March is almost over, which is terrifying. It is terrifying, isn't it? The the year is, we are already 20% of the way through the year, and very shortly we will be 25% of the way there. More than 25, but who's who's counting? But it's, yeah, it's been... Three months is a quarter. Yeah, yeah, end of Q1. Nine days (laughs) left in a quarter. And it's... um, yeah, changing of the seasons, so it's um, it's the weather is starting to cool. It's getting yeah, very cool. Pro- we approach the autumn month, so that's pretty exciting. And I've had to put a jumper on inside tonight. I'm not yeah. happy, <laughs> and I'm already looking forward to uh, to Easter and the Easter holidays. So that's going to be hopefully should be a bit of fun. That should be good fun. Hey, do you know what happens the week after the east after Easter this year? No. Do you have any plans? Oh, look, it's funny that you should mention that. So um, the weekend of the 15th and 16th of April, we have the Bendigo Bricks show on at the Bendigo Exhibition Centre in regional Victoria. Um, this is a fantastic community show. It's hosted by Bald, the Bendigo area Lego designers. And this was certainly a fun event to be exhibiting at last year and i'm going to go along there again this year um yeah look forward to meeting people tend to have exhibitors from not not only victoria but we have a few that come down from new south wales and south australia as well so yeah looking forward to it it's going to be good um i've heard a lot of good things always see some great photos from bendigo and yeah, it just sounds like a you know sounds like a really good show. So you know if you're if you're in the area, if you're looking for something to do during the uh, during the Easter school holidays, if you fancy a bit of a road trip, um, yeah, go check it out. I, I I can't be there. It's my wife's birthday that weekend. So if you are interested, you can get tickets at bendigobricks.com. Um, Shout out to the team there who didn't know that we were shouting out to them. I hope they're listening. All three of you. I think there are a few more. Anyway, we'll go no, good that's, there. that's a joke. We only have like three listeners. All of them are from Bendigo, probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I think I think it's safe to say that we've got a few more. Hey, if we've got the end of March coming up and the 1st of April approaching, that must mean that the podcast is approaching its second birthday. Oh, are we? It's just a statement. I haven't got anything planned or organized. I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't pay, uh, I don't, I don't pay attention to these dates. Um, I completely missed like the 10th anniversary and 10th birthday of my own blog. So yeah, not great with, you know, big milestones and important dates. Yeah. So, look, we'd what we'd we'd love to encourage you if you know anyone who you think might enjoy listening to a podcast about Lego and you think may enjoy our style, why not let them know about us? Because I figure that there are still people out there that don't know that we exist who may be interested. Mm. There are probably plenty of people out there who know that we exist and aren't interested, but so. we're not going to target them. Yeah. Um. But in the meantime, Jay, it's been, it looks like there's a whole lot of sets set to drop at the beginning of April. I've not had the chance to have my hands on any of them, but I've noticed a steady stream of reviews coming from from your page. So what have you been building lately that's been kind of cool? A lot of Disney-related stuff. Um, so I've uh, just built and reviewed the Up House. Um, that's 43217, based on the Pixar classic Up, which will um, which will emotionally destroy you. I've been avoiding. It's like it's one of those movies that I love, like that I love because it's such a great movie. But the I don't know, the emotional the emotional toll is 
you'll feel that you know in the first 10 minutes of up like that really just gets you in the uh gets you in the heartstrings it, um, look, it it does i find i tear up a little bit even when i just think about it still yeah um it's, i've it's probably big... only watched it three times but uh that was enough yeah and uh yeah well, it's a big big year for no. disney with disney 100 so this is part of their um you know part of the disney 100 celebration so yeah so we're actually getting minifigure minifigure scale disney sets that aren't part of the collectible minifigures team yep. and aren't in um you know aren't four plus juniors Mickey and Friends, Mickey Mouse and Friends set. So this one's a bit of a special one. Um, yeah. Because, yeah. Features um, Carl, Carl, Carl Fredrickson, mm-hmm. uh, Russell, the eager Boy Scout that he unwittingly abducts in his, um, you know, balloon airship house. And also Doug, the, um, the adorable golden retriever. So Squirrel! Yep. Doug's got a new, um, Doug's got a new, um, a brand new mold. It looks cool, and you know it's been one of the it's been one of the most, um, I guess anticipated or most requested Disney sets because the up house with the balloons it's just so iconic. The colors are, are mm. bright, vibrant. They're very colorful, um, and I, I believe that there 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 have been a few successful Lego Ideas projects based on the Up House. I think they were like two or three that hit when, across the ten thousand mark. I was gonna say when we say successful, they hit the ten thousand. They weren't successful um, from the point of view of they didn't actually get taken up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Um, I think for, for, for many people, um, you know, despite the flaws, um, and there are quite a few flaws because it's one of those, um, it's one of those sets that you can tell that there's been a lot of, you know, there's been compromises here and there to make it fit within a specific piece count and price point. So, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not like the, the perfect depiction of the up house, but it is a pretty good depiction of the up of the up house in a mm. in a form factor and in a size that makes it relatively accessible to most people. Yeah, um, I was I was pleasantly surprised. Look, I'm slowly getting my head adjusted to where pricing is for Lego under the new world order after the adjustment that yeah. we had last year and at nine it's, a bit, it's been all over the place um so for me when i look at the set i um the closest analog um the closest set that i can think of in that piece count bracket and, and price bracket is the encanto house which is um i think in the u.s it's ten dollars um less than the up house but it's it's at about the same piece count um, mm. And you know, size-wise, it's it's comparable as well. Um, again, I'm not not 100 percent sure what the Encanto house is priced at in Australia. I think it's eighty dollars, and the Up house is ninety Australian dollars. Yeah. Um, so it feels expensive, like because you're 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 getting very close to that. Um, you know, um, in, in the US, it's like sixty sixty dollars. So it's it's ten dollars more than that fifty dollar psychological threshold in australia yeah. it's 90 dollars, so it's close to that 100 dollars threshold so you your expectations start to go up as the price creeps up and like it's not uh, th- th- there aren't any i would say critical flaws with the up house they are just yeah. things that i wish they would have done better to justify what i think is a fairly expensive set for what you get so I think the, the the most common criticism um is the you know the lack of balloons but you know from a from a practical standpoint from a stability standpoint I understand why they didn't just go ham on the balloons because you know it would be uh, it would be a nightmare for 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 a kid to play with and for you know you know it probably wouldn't be a great experience for you to knock over balloons every time you try to move it around so I understand mm. that you know the 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 clump of balloons there are more, I would say, um, 
they're more abstract in that you know it's a house it's attached to a clump of balloons but you know you know that there's supposed to be way more balloons than this um and again i think it's it, it might be a good thing as well because it's an invitation for you to add more balloons to it absolutely um, yeah i um, i may have I, oh sorry no, I was going to say, I may have earlier in my life spent way too much time at weddings and 21st birthdays establishing that you need 17 helium balloons to be able to lift up a salt shaker. There you go. And to get that floating. So certainly you will need significantly more balloons than this to lift up Mr. Fredrickson's house. There you go. I agree. It's a fantastic opportunity just to try and solve the engineering problem posed by it and... Mm -hmm. Um, I like the way that it looks, it it and certainly love the decorations on on the of the little east the little things that are tucked away inside. A lot of which just reminds you of the opening the opening montage, which um, is is just heartbreaking in its own right. Yeah, lots of lots of references to um, you know Carl's late wife um, Ellie, which I think was you know is 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 very sweet and mm. yeah it's yeah and i actually like the size um i think it's compact it's easy to display it you know if you look at it it's pretty much unmistakable that it's the up house and i think from a for a, for, for a lego set that's that that's those, those are all the boxes that you need to tick um you know it's a bit cramped on the inside but realistically you're not going to spend a lot of time playing with the interiors so you know it's the interiors kind of are just there so that you know you can appreciate the interiors and how accurate they are to to um the house in the movies um because you know realistically you're gonna have the facade face you know you're gonna you're gonna want to look at the facade not to look at the the dollhouse at the back so mm. again not 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 that big of a not that big of an issue for me um it's nice to have the new Doug mold, which is super cute. But I think the biggest miss for me, because I don't know when Lego will do another upset. I don't think they will ever revisit this unless, I don't know, they, they produce like an 18 plus, um, you know, set that's, that's a, like a ridiculous scale with a ridiculous amount of balloons. Um, but yeah, Kevin's not there. So I feel like that's such a, that's such an important part of the movie. Um, so to not have Kevin in the set, it just feels like a bit of a wasted opportunity. I think a lot of the, um, uh, the lot of a lot of the you know discontentment that I feel about the price would have been removed if Kevin was there because then I can go okay, it's 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 a complete up house. Mm. Um, but again, that's just me. Um, I I love Kevin so um, yeah. But again could be an invitation for you to you know build kevin out of bricks i and i think i think kevin would is one of those characters that i almost imagine coming as a creator three-in-one kind of a build you'd almost imagine putting them together okay folks so here's an opportunity there is a parrot creator three-in-one set and perhaps we'll talk some more about creator later on this episode but I reckon that the th the parrot three in one set looks like it's got all of the necessary colours to produce a Kevin. Hmm. I'm thinking of the right character when we're talking about Kevin here. He wasn't another one of the dogs, was he? There you go. No, it was the big bird, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Big bird. yeah. <laughs> it's been a long time since I don't think I've actually watched up for about ten and a half years. Well, it's a good time to rewatch it um, if you plan on getting the um, the set. Um, and I think for me, the price is an interesting um, point that I've kind of zoned in on. Um, and it might be because the the set that I built and reviewed before it was just exceptionally priced. So I've also had a chance to build um, and play around with the new Indiana Jones sets. Um, and the first cab off, off the ranks for me was the um, Escape from the Lost Tomb set which is mm. the second biggest, well, the second most expensive set in the wave. Um, it's it's a bit of a weird wave because of the absence. We could call of, it the awkward middle child. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, there's there's the big set, there's the small set, and then there's this set. It's two. It's 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 really two small sets because the in the the two small sets, um, the price difference is like five USD. So mm-hmm. for, for for me, they're about the same you know price bracket. But I came from Escape from the Lost Tomb, which was um, which was just remarkably priced. Like I could not believe that it was forty USD, and the amount of stuff that you got. I think it's got six hundred pieces. You get four minifigures. With Indiana Jones, you've got um, Salah, which you know makes his um, debut as a Lego minifigure. You've That's got two Lego. new John Rhys Davies minifigures in as many months. In a year, yeah, they're making up for something, I think. Yeah, um, the, the, he's also the actor behind Gimli and Lord of the Rings. For those and who... also voiced Treebeard, so you know we would love to get another Treebe- Treebeard. Um, but anyway. So um yeah, four minifigures right. and, and, and and the set itself is quite large. Um, you know, it's quite tall, you get two large Anubis statues, you get a nice wall. Um and that one feels like just, just incredible value. Like it feels like there's a price mistake somehow because it it, it just did not feel like a uh US forty dollar set. So Well I think I think that, that, that impacted me because I was just so um full of praise for how they've priced that escape from the lost tomb set but yeah. yeah what 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 do you think i think ultimately the escape from the lost tomb set gives you the feeling of it being a wall so i think if it were priced much more it would feel even though it's got the same approximate piece count it i don't think it would feel like a set I, mean, I think I think it's a well priced set. I think it's yeah. one of the best priced Lego sets that I've ever seen in a long time. That wasn't a you know three in one um, magical unicorn or super robot. Um, like it's just insane. Like when you, yeah. when you when you put it next to the up house um, in Australia, I think the price difference is about thirty dollars, um, and you go, wow, okay. Like when you when you put them next to each other, you can really kind of see the you know the differences in the value proposition. Um, yeah. I, th- I think I, I see the up house. It looks from my point of view, and I've not gone through the experience of building them. It looks like a, like more of a satisfying building experience, mm-hmm. but that's just how, or the end result looks prettier on the shelves um, with little more little bits to play with. As far as diaries and TV sets and the like, um, so I think I'd feel that this was a really hard sell at ninety Australian dollars. Um, yep. We've, I mean, we've had Indiana Jones before. We've had a set that looked very much like this before, um, and so I think it's. I think it probably needed to be cheaper than ninety dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, but sixty dollars is just a little bit bonkers, particularly to be getting that particular collection of figures. Mm. It's pretty, yeah. It's but I don't. I think you'd need to because I don't like the new Indiana Jones hat. Oh, you're one of those. I, I it, look. It's got hair attached. It just feels wrong. We've got the technology to do it now, Richard. Well, this is the we future. Keep, we keep. I'm going to use the Jeff Goldblum excuse here. You get two hats as well. You, two you hats. Spend every so much time thinking that you can that nobody, you know, think that we're trying to work out if you could that nobody stops to think whether or not they should. You it's, get two hats in each set. Two hats. So you know which which set will give you two, um, you know, two of the exact same identical hair pieces or wigs in a set. That that was a nice surprise. I, I, I still don't know why, but do you, do you, do you, that's because do you your initial why? response is going to be to throw it out, and then you're going to realize I oh, know I need to keep this. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Look, I th- I think it's great. It conveys a great level of screen realism mm-hmm. to Indy, and I think more importantly, it allows a character wearing this hairpiece. You can have they can have an alternative face print, but it it feels like it's stealing a little bit of the intrinsic 
Legoness of the playfulness, the compromise that's involved with something being Lego. Um, right. And Lego India has always sort of been one of those fun themes, despite the controversial engagement of, you know, Nazis and um, violence and exploding things, which seems to get every other set that features these things cancelled. It's a, uh, yeah. Um, well, you're Dr. Jones yourself, so um, I feel like, you know, what you have to say matters. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> um, that said, Indiana Jones was, these films were an integral part of my childhood um, and I wasn't courageous enough to buy them when they were on the shelves first time round. And now you've got a second chance because they're... Now you know, I've got a second chance. They're remaking the sets, so a lot of the sets that um, have been released are, um, yeah, in in more ways than one remakes. Um, they're not they're not one to one replicas, but yeah, they're, they're they're remakes. So you've got modern build techniques, modern minifigures, but the essence of them have been kept fairly. Um, they've kept fairly faithful. Uh, faithfully to the um, older Indiana Jones sets. So Yeah. I actually like the way with this. So in, in the original set, there was a very prominent sticker. Or was it a print? I think it was a sticker that showed R2-D2 and C-3PO in the Well of Souls. Now, that's fine because they're there. When you stop the film, you can actually see them carved into a little corner of, of the back of the Well of Souls. But I felt that that was possibly a little too obvious in that set. So I like the fact that in this one, it's sort of printed on the side of a pillar, so it's not so obvious. Yeah. Um, the Toa mask, less subtle. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you know, if, 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 if you know the designer who designed it, which is um, Atticus Sai McCarthy, uh, who has a, you know, like like many Lego designers of his, uh, you know, in his cohort, um, you know, he probably grew up with Bionicle, and there's a very healthy respect for Bionicle. Um, I'm impressed, and I, I was very happy to see an Exoforce reference thrown in. I don't think we've had an Exoforce reference um, in a Lego set, you know, yeah, ever. So it was nice to see that acknowledged. Now that's the skull print on the yep. wall there, isn't it? Yes. It's funny. I've been staring at a lot of Exoforce images over the last few days, and I'm going to have to look again to find find the skull. Um, the other thing with Atticus, when we inter- we had a brief chat with him in a pub last year, um, and he appeared on our um, on our Bill and Name Your Favorite set, and he certainly at the time did list the Indiana Jones escape from the, you know, the, the escape with the Temple Idol set as being one of his formative sets as a younger person. Yeah. That must be so cool, I think, getting to grow up with the sets and then getting the opportunity to reimagine, refresh and remake those sets. That that must be such a, you know, that... That, that's definitely like a career highlight, I think. So the other thing that this tells me is that based on other graphics that we've seen in the various Lego multiverse, Lego Harry Potter and Lego Indiana Jones both have Bionicle tucked away within their canon. Mm. Um, well, they're definitely trying to keep Bionicle alive and in the... Um, current zeitgeist. Yep. Yep. And I think, look, I, I think that's... That probably fits in overall with Lego's strategy of targeting adult... Targeting adults and particularly looking at um, finding things that are appealing to younger adults sort of in the 25 to 35 kind of age group. So these are people who were now you know, five to ten years old around the turn of the century when Bionicle was released. Um, they're Ooh, now... I can't, I can't wait for the... Uh, um, I can't wait for the Chima and Monster Fighters 
Pharaoh's Quest Revival. That's that that's coming up next, I think. Surely. Uh, so look, there there is Surely. one thing that that my inner Lego history geek does feel was um quashed by the arrival of Lego Indiana Jones. And that oh. was Adventurers. Yes. So But but um counterpoint to that because I feel like Adventurers was um you know in in, in many ways in many ways Adventurers was, you know, Lego's Legally King. not Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, Johnny Thunder, Indiana Jones. Um history history doesn't repeat itself but it rhymes. So um yeah. I I, I feel like there's now that I've built um you know two out of the three sets that um I've been sent for review, there is a very healthy um um how do I say it? There's a very healthy homage to Lego Adventurers because there's a lot of play features. Um mm. there's a lot of um you know parallel um themes that 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 come true from the build. Uh, and how the sets are designed in a way that yeah. not 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 only is this a um, a remake of old older Indiana Jones sets, but it also um, you know references the adventurous teams, which you know had a lot of you know elements or wall sections that you could knock over um, and little surprises and, and 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 snakes and all that kind of stuff. So, speaking of snakes, how many snakes are there in the Lost Temple? Uh, not nearly enough. I think there's like six or eight on the floor, but you know, should be. Hopefully, in... they'll still be available in bricks and pieces. Yes. Yep. Or pick and build, or whatever we're calling that particular part of the Lego website these days. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And have you? What's the other one that you've built? Have you built the Lost Temple? Um, uh, the Temple of the Idol. Halfway through. Um. So, but. I'm I'm enjoying it. Like the 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 play features and just how dynamic and alive the set feels with all the traps, the booby traps, and you know how they've done the boulder and everything. It's yeah, it's one of the most ambitious and interesting Lego sets that I've had the pleasure of building and playing with because it's it it. It, it somehow manages to marry both being a great display piece you know in a in a way it's a it's it's built on the diorama template you know in the sense that it's got a you know it's got a nice little like footprint it's got a quote tile on mm. it so it looks good as a, as a as a display piece but there are so many things that you know that that move and so many different um you know parts of it that just come alive when you twist um, and turn the knobs um, at the base that you know it's yeah it's it's such a such a fun set and I'm I'm uh, I'm impressed with just how much they've managed to squeeze into the set and still make it look good as a display piece. Mm. I'm I'm wondering given that this is an eighteen plus set so that you know it's sort of designed primarily as a display piece for. Older people, well, uh, sorry, um, you know, as in not something especially to be playing with in the rough, indiscriminate way that kids will often play. But mm. um, with all of these bits to swing and spin and the like, is this really just like a giant fidget spinner? I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's it's. No, no, it's no, no. Sorry, that that's that's. But but it, does it does do its function sort of more come across as a um, you know, just a little way to distract you when you're perhaps supposed to be getting on with something else in your day. Yeah, it's a fun. It's a fun little novelty. Like you press a few buttons and the set comes alive, or, or it you know reenacts a specific um, part of the movie or an action set piece from the movie that you know if you're an Indiana Jones fan will mean a lot to you so it's it's kind of like more of like a showcase type toy than a mm-hmm. you know i'm just gonna play with it non-stop because you can show it off and you can you know yeah like you said if you're bored just start rolling the boulder um because it yeah it it, it looks um yeah it looks really fun and really dynamic which is yeah which is which is great 
So we've got three sets at this point in the wave. It's probably safe to presume that we're going to get a wave of sets designed to relate to the new film, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, which is due to arrive in June. Yeah, and I feel like it's a template that Lego have, have used before with the Avatar sets. So yep, abs- absolutely. And indeed, they used same, it same with... Playbook. Same they also playbook. used it with Star Wars when Star Wars first came out back in the day. Oh, yeah, yep. The, f- the first wave was, was mostly X-Wings and TIE Fighters, and then the next, epi- the next wave involved some Episode One stuff. That yeah. or I've completely forgotten my history. Yeah, so... This um, is possible. Yeah. It's crazy to think that, you know, Indiana Jones, Star Wars, and now Avatar all belong to Disney. It's a big year for Disney. Who just happened to be turning 100, along with Warner Brothers. Yeah. And we're yet really to see how Warner Brothers is going to... Warner Brothers Lego is going to assail us this year. Hmm. Probably a lot of Batman, which is their, you know, their, their, their cash cow. You know, just looking at, just when you look at, when you, when you, when you go to a toy store, it's just Batman everywhere. Batman's a cash cow. Yeah, there'll probably be a lot of Batman. I mean, what, what do I know that Lego currently make that's Warner Brothers? Batman, brackets, other DC superheroes, close brackets, Harry Potter. I seem to have forgotten everything else that they might do. Um, I'm sure they must do other stuff. Well, they were involved in distributing Lord of the Rings originally, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah we, we had a bit of a had a bit of Looney Tunes. Yeah, had 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 the Looney Tunes around. It'd be lovely if I mean I, I remember when we were wandering around the toy fair. Um, one of the action figure companies was doing sort of mashups this year of. Oh yeah, Looney Tunes and Lo- like, Looney Tunes Batman. DC. So you had oh. um, Wiley Coyote dressed as um, Adam West Batman, and you had Bugs Bunny dressed as I'm not sure was it Keating or was it the Nolan version, but one of the real dark and gritty ones. Yeah. Somewhere on my shelf, I do have um, Mickey Mouse as Indiana Jones, which I picked up at Disneyland many many years ago. That's pretty great. It is pretty great. It's um, it's really gone full circle, hasn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, should we talk about the elephant that is no longer in the room? I think so. I think so. It's a, it's a, it's a very special occasion because these things do not happen. Um, these things do not happen very often. Where Lego. Um, you know, cancels a set, acknowledges that a set that was meant to come out has been cancelled. Um, you know, there that that there was that there was that grainy leaked image that came out. Um, We're talking, of, folks, of, of, of course, dubious, about the dubious, Temple of Doom of dubious origins. Double seven zero one four. Yep. And yeah, so this this was a set based on the old the second movie. The, the second the second movie, which is first in the timeline, if we want to get particularly oh okay <laughs> it, it was it was a pre it was released and was told at the time you know it, it set I think two years earlier than two or three years earlier than Raiders of the Lost Ark. I'll take your lead on it, Dr. Jones um, and so this set features amongst other things or was to, sorry, this set was to feature a Temple of Kali, um, the mining cart railway with the children waiting to be liberated, um, the uh, Mola Ram, the um, terribly enthusiastic, bloodthirsty heart polyrautera, um, high priest. Uh, a couple of the Thuggy, um, and I can't remember what else was supposed to... Well, what was in the old version of this set? Um, I think that sort of covers the, the general mm. the general gist. But look, I, I'm going to get out, go, head out there and I'm going to say that I didn't enjoy Temple of Doom when I was a kid, and re-watching it, I didn't enjoy most of it again. 
it hasn't aged well and it was it's you know kind of looking at it at it you know in today's lens like it's, it's very graphic <laughs> that scene in particular is very graphic when you it's, think about it. it it's it's brutal it just wasn't it just wasn't human, fun human um, sacrifice yeah there's, yeah there's there's a heart that gets ripped out like there's a lot going on there perhaps you know in real life it's kind of bizarre that this was never really um that this was ever really considered as being appropriate fodder for a lego set yep and let's um, not even go into the um into the whole um you know racial depiction um which um from from what i've read you know has not gone over really well uh in 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 india for example um you know representation of that you know like you know like the religion and culture was a bit you know it's a bit naff like mm. even more so today you know back then you could kind of go ha 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 you know everyone did that back then but yeah just doesn't pass just doesn't pass the uh um the sniff test today i feel yeah yeah i mean look it's, it's weird in part indiana jones was based on the matinee serials of the 30s and 40s with their cliffhanger endings so people have come back to the cinema the next week to go and see them and certainly depiction of any culture that wasn't Hollywood um, was always done in a pretty dubious fashion. Yep. So from that point of view, I, I'm happy to accept that the original Temple of Doom is in fact a great tribute to that because it continues to do that depiction fairly poorly, um, sort of portrays an exotic mystic East um, with very little, with, with what feels like less accuracy, particularly in Temple of Doom, compared to um, what was done with Raiders of the Lost Ark, mm. which I thought was kind of odd, given um, you know, the way that the whole you know Arabia Middle East was also very stereotypically portrayed. Um, you know, and it didn't really matter whether someone was coming from Iraq, Iran, Egypt, or Morocco, you know, that all involve the same set of traditional clothes and, um, and behaviours. Mm-hmm. Um, but the world has moved on. The world has moved on. But, yeah, so... It's it's a very special occasion where we um uh and, and I wrote I wrote I wrote kind of a, a a short list of um sets that have been cancelled but cancelled very late into the process that um you know things like marketing material like in the case of Temple of Doom the box um the box art exists it was created um when 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 the it, it indiana a- jones sets were first uh, unveiled um and they went on lego.com they were references to <laughs> temple of doom in the product descriptions of all yes, the sets. that was a bit awkward very awkward so it's it's not one of those sets that you know lego can plausibly deny and say oh this never existed because we never officially announced it but it's right there in the product description it's you know there's a, there's a there's a there's a blurry image of it floating around. Um, so Lego, Lego lost a lot of plausible deniability there. And if you look at the mm. portfolio as well, there's 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 only three sets, two of which are below that fifty dollar, uh, fifty US dollar price point, and then you have a more expensive um, set, which I think comes in at what one sixty, one forty. That just that you know that adult focus set, and then this is huge. Mm chasm in between there's no middle you know middle size there's no grande sized lego set so you know it's 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 kind of one that they couldn't wave off um and go oh no that doesn't exist but yeah it's a special 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 it's a it's a very special occasion because this rarely happens like sets get cancelled all I mean, the time we, we we haven't seen a set cancelled after marketing material had appeared since Overwatch, the Overwatch, Overwatch 2 Titan last yeah. year. Is it cancelled? Is it delayed? I don't know. We don't know. Uh, I think I think we've been told that 
that Lego and Blizzard are continuing to reconsider their working relationship. Yeah, so it's 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 up in you know it's in it's in purgatory it's in purgatory you know it's it's yeah. in limbo but um it, it, yeah but that that was probably, in the catalogs there yeah, it was know, in the catalogs yeah there's um, sets that you buy on eBay so there was there was the Osprey the year before mm-hmm. that um, which isn't really used for civilian this was a Technic set um, that was essentially a military aircraft that has adjustable rotors to allow sort of a vertical takeoff. And um, I thought I saw a glimpse of it in an episode of Lego City Adventures, but I've not been able to relocate it again. So I think I may have just been dreaming or being hopeful. Oh, yeah. Um, But yeah, so it's it's very rare. (laughs) Like these things, these things are like comets. Um, They only, you know... They only happen every other year or like eclipses. Um, They're like buses. They never happen and then they don't happen for years and then you have three in rapid succession. <laughs> Shout out to the, uh, the the Melbourne bus system, which is important for that. I don't um, think it's limited to Melbourne's. I don't think it's yeah. limited to Melbourne buses. But it's such a, yeah, such a bizarre thing. And, you know, because because Lego have some plausible deniability, um, deniability on this, they, you know, they're not going to come out and, and tell people why it got cancelled. So all of that is just um, just fodder for Lego and Indiana Jones fans to speculate on. But mm. yeah, I, I feel like I feel like looking at it, the cultural sensitivities was probably the, 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 the one thing that made them go, okay, we need to pull this because it doesn't pass the, you know, the values test i feel hmm it's it's interesting when you have a look through the history of lego indiana jones sets there are a bunch of things that are questionable perhaps perhaps a bit challenging in the face of the lego brand values as we know them today i mean if we go back to lego indiana jones there is the fight on the flying wing which was essentially a fist a fight that that ultimately resulted in the um, the German that Indy was fighting getting minced up in the propeller. Mm-hmm. That did Ooh. not end well. Um, there was the fighter plane attack, kind of evolved into this year's fighter plane chase, and that was that was sort of oh, look. I actually reckon yeah. Well, they actually did have the the Luftwaffe logo um insignia on the wings of so the iron cross on the wings of the biplane that escaped from the zeppelin but they did not have any indication that the messerschmitt that was pursuing it was in mm-hmm. fact um a a um a nazi plane i mean the whole like it's all nazis like you can't can't really escape you know, the race for the stolen treasure who are those people in light tan chasing each other through the desert on the back of a truck mm-hmm. oh we had those uh, indiana jones 5 sets as well oh um, the indiana jones 4 yeah that that was just oh, russians yeah yep that was just cold war era russians yep <laughs> and ants uh but yeah it's a uh, it's it's yeah it's 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 strange but it's one of those where i feel like they have the most leeway to be, you know, to to um, interpret their their rules in the most liberal fashion because it's all fantasy and it all happens on the movie screen. Hmm. But they gave us a Tommy gun. They gave they us a six shooter. Yep. Um. But I'm just thinking. If you were to select a scene from the first three films today to fill the space, the gap left by Temple of Doom, what would you pick? Ooh. I'd pick something with short short round in it, I feel. That's a that's a given. But I say I'm talking about you're looking looking for something that's an eight hundred piece set. Something mm-hmm. that's going to occupy that gap. I don't think there's anything else in Temple of Doom that you could use to to fill that. No, unless that's, that's like iconic enough. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. You, you but... can't really do the the feast 
the feast in the hall where everyone's eating brains, that just strikes me as, again, challenging. Um, you can't, you know, even the rope bridge kind of is going to, you, you could kind of make that work, but it's not, it's going to be hard to make big enough unless it's really become a, a landscape set. Um, I, I just don't think there's the material in India in the um, in the second film to to sustain a big set, you know. Yeah, certainly not at this size. You know, you might you might substitute a small set where it'd be something like the um, the old Shanghai Chase, where you had Indiana Jones and Short Round and Willie Scott in the car being pursued by. Um, being pursued by gangsters, um, that yeah. that could work as a way of incorporating short round into it. Yeah. Um, I feel like the bridge is probably the closest. But it, again, that, that that would probably be something kind of like Master Falls from the Lego Ninjago movie, which was you know at best a thirty forty dollar set with yeah. a couple of minifigures. Um, I don't know. Throw throw in an elephant, and then <laughs> and then you'll hit that price point. Yeah, yeah, and you, you'll have more people willing to hit, pay the price point. What about the other two films? The other three, well, I suppose three films technically, or are we all denying that um, Crystal Skull ever actually happened? I kind like I didn't mind Crystal Skull. Um, hey, a, a, a Lego scene of um, what? What's his face? Um, who who is his kid again? I can't remember. Shia LaBeouf, Matt. Shia LaBeouf, yeah. Like swinging, swinging through the vines with monkeys. Who doesn't want that as a Lego set? <laughs> Would it bring you? Uh, joy? I actually I, Indiana I Jones I, hiding in a fridge to you know to survive a nuclear bomb. I think that was the highlight of the film for me. That was pretty good. Yeah, that I, I feel like that's campy enough. Um, um, I otherwise, love, I, th- I love. I loved Kate Blanchett in, in, in the movie, so maybe the climax with the spooky aliens. Yeah, I mean, we, had, we sort of had that with the last, and we had that with, with the previous wave where we had a 900-piece set um, featuring the Temple of the Crystal Skull. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that, that, that could so, sort of be doable, but would that reach the, get the same sort of blowback that... You know, the people that were fans of the original Indiana Jones films on the whole did not necessarily regard um, Crystal Skull terribly favourably. And those of us that grew up with the first three films certainly struggled a bit with that last one. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't... You know, if you were about about 18, 22 at the time, then, you know, it probably would have been just perfect for you. No, like but, it was um, bad, but they, like there was still, like they were still, you know, parts of the film that were very Indiana Jones. Like you know, a, as a whole, there 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 are a lot of questionable things. Um, but you know, it's got its moments, and you can celebrate those moments. I suppose, and perhaps that's pathognomonic of the entire Indiana Jones franchise. Um, just trying to think what you do. You wouldn't really do the final scene from Raiders, um, you know, on the island when there there hasn't been a good um, third film. Poor dad. Oh dear, I've had a brain fart. Last Crusade. There hasn't been a good climax of the Last Crusade set. You know that final act where they go into the big temple, they face the challenges, and then have to drink from the correct cup. That just strikes me as a set where you've got the potential for a great selection of minifigures and some great bits of landscaping, some fantastic play features. That, I think, would probably be an awesome set to fit that $900, not that 900-piece set point. What do you reckon? It could have been a, you know... It could have been a smaller diorama, I feel. You know, just, just littered with, you know, golden goblets. It'd be messy, but again, 
pretty pretty iconic scene. I feel pretty iconic yep. bit of cinema. So, there. so long as it came with the um the the old knight. Yeah, um, yeah. Look, one thing I have to say, and I I really like how Lego you know designed this entire portfolio. So yeah, you know, kind of kind of you know removing all that you know Temple of Doom, um, you know, drama. It's such an interesting um, wave of sets because you have one adult focus set, which is um, yep. which is a you know it's a diorama, it's highly priced, it's it's aimed at adults, and then you have two smaller sets, three two three smaller sets, two smaller sets um, yep. aimed at kids where um, the sets are you know um, there are a lot of play features, they're meant to be played around, and I love the the thinking behind it where you have all these you know adults who grew up with Indiana Jones who now have kids of their own that they can then introduce mm. um you know these movies these characters these settings um you know to 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 the, to their kids and i just love how they've just designed and um built this entire portfolio and wave because it's um, you know, in many ways, it's 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 like passing on generational pop culture knowledge from one generation to another through mm. Lego sets, which I think is 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 quite you know it's quite quite beautiful when you think about it that way. Yeah, no, that 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 is a lovely aspect. It does leave me thinking: Would you ever then see Lego sets where the source material predates um, minifigures? You know, like we say, Thunderbirds, or well, I suppose we've sort of seen it with with some of the old Disney sets. Mm. Um, but I just wonder about you know if Jerry Anderson's estate wanted to come to an agreement with the Lego Group about producing some Thunderbird sets, or I think it's more Gen Space nineteen ninety nine. I think more Gen X were was yep. Thunderbirds ever. Gen X. I feel like there was a one generation before that. Well, it was it it was new in the sixties, but look, I don't know about the rest of the world, but in Australia, it was basically played at six a.m. either every weekday morning for a while, but every Saturday morning from certainly as early as I was able to read the TV guide, which I think was about nineteen seventy five through to nineteen eighty seven. Hmm. So it's certainly. That whole era, um, certainly, you know, kids that would have would have watched it, which is sort of yeah. people a bit older than me to people a bit younger than me. No, I think that's fair. But again, if Netflix or one of those big movie studios decide to reboot Thunderbirds, maybe. Um... Oh, look, Thunderbirds! Actually, Thunderbirds did get rebooted two years ago by Weta. Oh, did it? Did they do yeah. anything with it? Nah. Yeah. Well, so, there were some yeah. toys. There were some action figures. Yeah, but there's no, you know, me, you know, tentpole media piece. Whereas, you know, with Indiana Jones, you've got a new Dial De- Destiny movie coming out. Yep. Harrison Ford is back, possibly in his last, you know, non AI deep faked, you know, outing as Indiana Jones. Although I think they did de-age him. You know, Disney gonna do what Disney does. Um, but yeah, like, yeah. I, I feel like it needs to align with what um, you know many of the big IP um, holders you know ultimately mm. do. So yeah, ultimately, I'm going to go back and buy these sets. <laughs> Look, I would love more. Um, you know, um, I, I I I feel if you're looking at big media um, properties or yeah, just 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 really strong pop culture brands i feel like james bond would be a really good like theme for theme for lego to tackle because it's it's it, it spans so many generations um that that there is a james bond um you know that that it's an active ip active license and mm. there's a very big agent's whole you know similar to what we talked about earlier about adventurers being um, you know, um, an homage to Indiana Jones. You know, we have agents being an homage to James Bond. So, yeah, I, I, the agents I feel always like feel... there. I feel like there's potential there, maybe. 
when when we do get a new James Bond and new movies announced? I I, th- I think it's I think there's probably enough problematic material in the back catalogue to limit it to Speed Champions cars. I I feel like you could you could not you you could strategically sidestep the um what are we calling it misogyny <laughs> the um yeah um you could sidestep that and you know kind of focus on more on the action set scenes um uh, you know action you know the action scenes the um set pieces the vehicles the inventions the landscapes i don't know big moon base a big moon base don't you want a big you know Moonraker. Oh wait, was it Moonraker or Moonraker was uh, space station? Yeah, space station. I don't like know. a Jaws minifigure. A Jaws minifigure would be cool. Yep. So I, I I feel like if there's a if there's a big James Bond renaissance in the in the coming years, and I feel like I feel like there will be because you know Amazon spent a, a small fortune um, acquiring the rights to. Um, the movies from the from the <laughs> from the broccoli family so they're gonna do something with it and it's an active license so i feel like if you if you go by this you know lego indiana jones 2023 playbook of sets for adults but at the same time playable sets uh, that adults can use to then introduce the movies and the characters and the scenes to their children james bond is ripe for the taking there it, it strikes me as something that's going to be very incongruous because James Bond sort of warrants all the cars in James Bond are sort of pretty iconic, so they sort of warrant the prop, the proper speed champions treatment. But then all of the helicopter gunships that that are involved in chasing James Bond in a car are all pretty generic. Yeah. Hey, I would love, um, you know, may, may, maybe this is why we've never seen a Lotus Elise in Speed Champions because, you know, Chris Stamp is just there ready to take on the um, submersible Lotus Elise. I just love the little switch on the back of the... the um, love to see a switch on the back of it that could just sub out the wheel, just make the wheel sort of fold over and the... the um, planes the the um sort of the aileron sort of a pop out that'd be that'd be pretty cool i i I feel not not like the more we talk about it seven-year-old me would buy that set yeah i look i feel you know looking at um you know looking at the types of things that um the types of sets that lego likes to you know design for kids that are very playable you know it's got vehicles got different settings like you said you've got underwater settings you've got submarines you've got space stations you've got um bases in is it volcanoes um you've got yeah you've got you know, you've got we've um, had all of these in ninjago jay snow mountains yeah but not not in a rooted <laughs> like not in a you know realistic um setting so you've got all of those so you know there's there's, there's a lot of different settings that you can that you can um take on um and yeah and you've 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 got a connection to lego heritage with agents uh because a lot of those things have been sort of done before um well which in turn is really just a reboot of alpha team exactly so if i'm looking at the archives if i'm looking at the i'm walking down um you know into the lego vault looking for inspiration about designing the next big bang you know licensed team and i'm looking at all these sets for inspiration i would be very drawn to agents because they car i i i don't think there is in the current portfolio there is um that great combination of minifigures characters vehicles playable action scenes um and a compelling narrative and storyline and that can be augmented if you slap on the james bond license and ip to it which we know lego loves doing we've had agents we've had ultra agents it's now time for mega ultra agents (laughs) super duper ultra agents hyper agents um but hey hey like again if if i'm if i'm looking 
into the future and looking for playable sets. That's that's where I, that's where I look at for. That's where you go. Yeah. Hmm. I I certainly I think it would be the type of French the type of theme that would do well. I I would love to see it not being licensed because I think that would give you so much more um, so much more license with what you can do and you're not locked into the lore and watching yet another Bond film which if you're 10 years old they're all jolly long mm. then there are those weird bits that you don't understand in the middle of it yeah and so I think from that point of view, having agents or, you know, an agents, ultra agents, alpha team type of reboot would be would be great. I mean, none of those themes really focus on a single hero. No. Um, they, they focus on it being very much part of a team. Um, so I, I, I think I'd love to see agents, an agent type, crazy science fiction type theme come back yeah. but you could almost make the argument that say you are almost seeing some of that in ninjago and monkey kid which is yeah, where not, yeah no not not as not as zany and crazy as it was as those things were um you know they don't have the same subdued tones the black and transparent light blue of ultra agents or the dark blue and yellow that you had with agents yeah, but look, wouldn't wouldn't this um wouldn't this match your thesis that for a lot of you know historical Lego you know themes like say space for example where um you know a lot of that has been adapted into things like Creative Tree in One City, um yeah I'm I'm going to argue that that Alpha Team and Agents has been adapted to MCU. Hmm. You've got the crazy villains. You've got the comic book villains. You've got the maybe mid twenty tens. Yes, where you had a lot more of those, you know, vehicular builds, but not recently. I think. I, I think, you know, back when back when they were actually doing Marvel comics sets. We don't get Marvel comic sets any longer. Um, it's all MCU sets now. Well, it's MCU sets, and it's. Spider-Man and Buddies, whatever the yeah. current franchise of that is. Yeah. Iron Man doesn't go to space in his, um, you know, in his Avenjet any, anymore. You don't get space Iron Man suits. He doesn't hmm. have a sub. Yes. Um, yeah, I'll still stand by that that'll become the agents. That That's sort of where agents went. Yeah. Um, and we can only hope that we get a return back to the old craziness sometime soon. But, you know, yeah, superheroes no. in ge- superheroes in general, I mean, you sort of look at the Batmobile, the Batmobile command, tr- the Bat command truck that we saw a couple of years ago. Um, that was just an excuse to give us a trance. Trans yellow windscreen. windscreen. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, but but look, just, uh, just, just, just hear me out. I feel like Agents is ripe for, um, yeah, the agents and alpha team, um, you know, teams are just just ripe for inspiration to be, you know, harvested and yeah, just 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 saying. I feel like uh, I, I feel like I feel like uh, busting out some of my older agent sets now because they were they were a lot of fun. Mm. There was a I saw a not insignificant selection of ultra agent sets on sale a few weeks ago. I may have picked one up, but Ooh, only one. Lovely. lovely. Thank you very much for joining us See today, tonight, tomorrow, yesterday, whenever it was that you've been listening to us. Um, we appreciate you taking the time to fit us into your busy listening schedule. We love it, love to get feedback. If you've got any ideas for things you'd like us to talk about, express opinions on, um, launch into a three-quarter of an hour rant on the topic of why don't you drop us a line at extrapiecespod at gmail.com or reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram at extrapiecespod. Um, we will be back in a couple of weeks and we'll have some other things to talk about. We might um, 
start looking at some stuff that's aimed at the traditional Lego audience, um, including some Creator 3-in-1 and some Lego City sets. Yeah, and I think by then we'll, um, we we should find out. Maybe it's a bit early for Star Wars, but yeah, Star Wars, Star Wars Day is coming up. We may even know what's coming for May the 4th. They might announce um, more Mandalorian sets after tomorrow's episode. Anyway, we love your feedback. Feel free to give us some. And if you enjoy what you're listening to, please give us a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. Write a few kind words there if you like. Uh, tell if a you've friend. Got kind words, tell your friends. Last an episode at a Lego convention or a lug meeting. I don't know. Just And... And coming up to our second birthday, Jay, perhaps perhaps we need to think about some sort of a giveaway. Maybe we should, yeah, 100%. Come back next time to find out if we've talked about and made some decision about some form of a giveaway. Great. Um, we'll come up with something to do. Excellent. We'll um, give this some thought. And if you've got suggestions for how we should approach it, drop us a line. Um, in the meantime, I'm Richard from The Rambling Brick. And I'm Jay from Jay's Brick Blog. And these are the Extra Pieces. You have been listening to Extra Pieces, a collaboration between Jay's Brick Blog and The Rambling Brick. Your hosts are Jay Ong and Richard Jones, written and produced by Jay Ong and Richard Jones. Extra Pieces can be found through your favourite podcasting platforms. Please like and subscribe, and if you like what you hear, please give us a solid five-star review. It will make it easier for other people to find us and to share the joy.